Welcome into a toast of film, everybody. I'm your host Trey, and I am your host Evo. And guys, we got a lot of good stuff on the docket for you today, including um, some access to a, a film that a friend of yours sent that I'm excited about. Um, definitely excited to talk about. We're gonna review a movie, plus give you a little bonus content, and as always, give you a famous, uh, you know, world famous list. So, hey, why don't you dive a little bit deeper there? All right, boys, girls, and everything in between. <laughs> so on this episode, we, as Trey mentioned, we, through a mutual friend of ours, got in contact with someone who was a lead in an upcoming independent film. And so we had a early access copy that we watched that we'll be going over. Mm-hmm. And along with that, we want to talk about independent films because, you know, People don't realize how much goes into a movie. They think it's just actors, a script, director, and that's it. Right. And there's so much more that goes in, and that's why you got to really, whether you end up liking a movie or not, you have to appreciate what goes into it. Absolutely. But then we're also going to be giving you the review of the week, which is The Dark and the Wicked, The Mm. Devil's Come to a Farm. Lived up to its title. It did. But also, you know, because we love you so much, and it's the week of Thanksgiving. We like to give. We, you we're know, givers. We're givers. So we're giving <laughs> you a bonus review, which it's not going to be full length. You know, we're not going to go on for 20 minutes, mm. but we're going to be reviewing Mortal. Yes. Stay tuned for that one by yeah. Saban Films. Mm-hmm. And then, is it a toast of film if we don't end with a top five list? It's not. It's not. And this week, so... We're giving you a little extra something special because it's top five independent movies, but me and Trey did two different qualifications so y'all could get a little X factor going. So stay tuned, everybody. Mm. I can't wait, man. I'm actually really pumped for this episode. So, you know, diving right into the discussion, Mm -hmm. let's talk about this film, The Hike. Okay, so The Hike, 2020 movie. So tell, it, tell everyone how how we found out about this. So, so. we have a mutual associate, Kaylee, and um, another person who worked at Movie Stop, right? And she got us in touch with this gentleman, Vinny Vineyard, mm-hmm. who he is the lead actor. He was you know involved in multiple levels within this movie, as right. it happens with a lot of independent we, films. We have been seeing that a lot. You're right. And so he. Um, he was kind enough. He sent us some information. He sent us a site, and he sent us an early access copy. Right now, before we go forward, we just want to say this is not the hundred percent copy. Right, like this is the finished film, quote unquote. But there's still some editing. There's still some sound stuff. Yeah, they gotta the car's finished, but they yeah. gotta you know test the instruments. Yeah, it's like when you write a paper. You know, you have you know all the content there. Um, you have all the wordage, but you just need to fine tune. You need to make sure your grammar's correct and everything like that. Exactly. And the editing. And the editing, of course. So, um, just to give you a little backstory that he got us in, you know, the copy we watched, there were some pixelation moments because he did upload this to YouTube because they did shoot in 4K. And as you know, a lot of times with online, it compresses yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that, um, it, when we watched it, it does not have an official yet rating yet, but if I had to guess... R-rated. Well, mm-hmm. and now that I'm thinking back on the movie, I know for a fact 
it's going to be R-rated yeah. because of one simple thing, if nothing else. The MPAA will give you one F-bomb. Yeah. After that, it's R. Yeah. And exactly. there's one scene where, in fact, it was uh, Vinny, where he <laughs> he was like, probably dropped five in a row. So, I mean... That, yeah, I mean, not a good job. By the way, I, I really liked Vinny's part, man. Dude, he was fun. He had some great lines. He I'm did. Baltimore bad, baby. <laughs> My favorite, it's a little throwaway line, but, it, like, she hands him the bag when they're starting the hike, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, this heavy. Well, I just love he's like, well, I wouldn't mind falling that. There could be worse things than falling behind that all day, you I know? know. But, you know, tell why don't we tell the viewers what the movie's about? Okay, so... It is based on true events from um, Vinny's brother, and, you know, it's just, it involves this couple, they're going on this hike, you know, Smoky Mountains, and... We've all been there. There's, you know... True. There's some shenanigans that ensue, but then they also throw in the Cherokee legend of Spearfinger, and, you know, the four leads, they host a paranormal TV show... And this is a legend they came across, so they decided to incorporate it in the movie. I think that's so cool. And, you know, so there's a lot that went into this movie. You know, you had the lore, you had some stories, and then you had people, you know, passionate projects. So, let me tell you some good and bad. Okay. Because we're not really going to dive into it too much, because we do want people to, like, keep an eye out for the finished product. Yes, that's... We and we want to rewatch the finished product yeah. because it could be it could be a little different, you know. It could. I mean, that one percent can change yeah, a movie. It really can. But um, there, as we said, this is not a hundred percent finished. This right. is mostly finished. He, as uh, Vinny said, ninety nine percent. I would say the biggest issue I had right off the bat, the opening scene and some of the night stuff was very dark. Mm hmm. And, you know, that, unfortunately, is an issue a lot of times with movies. I mean, even, like, huge budget movies. Yeah. They just... Something about nighttime, if you actually film at night... Yeah, it's hard to just knack that lighting just right, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough, but there was that. Um, Some of the music and score, I thought, was not properly put in. Yeah. I would have gone for a little bit more subtle music. Yeah. You know, just... And there was like some, you know, death metal sound and stuff. Yeah. And there was, you know, some, to me, some glaring editing issues. But, you know, that could easily be fixed on, exactly. you know, on that, that 100% finished product. Now, let me tell you what I did like. The supernatural stuff, mm-hmm. they had this glowing purple. Yes. Mystique. That I really like that because it makes me think of Evil Dead. Yeah. Like when you see the camera going really fast, like it's the ghost coming for them. Yeah. The purple was kind of like, oh man, something's coming. Yeah. 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 You know, I like that. I like the title cards. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like the really funny story they had involving wrestling. <laughs> oh man, that was probably my favorite. Me and Trey were laughing about yeah. that. And I really like the location. Location was really nice. And there was even some really good shots done. I think there was, if I had to guess, there was something done with a drone. Yes, in the beginning. Yeah. The Oh, that scene was fantastic because one the one thing I liked about it was they, they found a perfect spot in the woods to elevate the drone. Yeah. So you got to see, you know, the creek area, mm-hmm. you know, 
a good bit of Rockies, but um, as it elevates up and it turns, you just get a beautiful overlook of the whole mountain in general. And I thought it was really, you know, really well done. It was a good intro, you know. Yeah, because this movie it was filmed in uh, various parts of the, you know, mid south, like mm. Tennessee, Carolina. Right. You know, the film and crew were all from like Tennessee, Arkansas, Georgia. So. Yeah. I, I think for me, my biggest highlight was the dialogue. Yeah. Because, to me, and you know. We've always said we want to film a movie one yeah. day. It's it's gonna happen. It's a it's a, gonna be a passion project. So we love yeah. seeing stuff like this, you know, because it it gives us even more inspiration to like you know do it sooner and sooner. Mm-hmm. But the dialogue to me is always the hardest part to to you know put into a movie because anyone can come up with an idea. It's hard to get the details and the filler, you know. It's funny you say that, because as we've mentioned once on here before, mm-hmm. I have a script I'm working on. Mm-hmm. been working on it for years, and that is my exact problem. It's It can be tough. Scenes, I have, I would say, nine-tenths of the movie done. Yeah. Scene-wise. I have the plot. You have the blockbuster scenes done. Yeah. But you like you said, you know, you're just trying to. I mean, think. I even have like filler scenes. Oh, okay, but well, yeah. it's the dialogue. Yeah. Like, what do people say? Because I have the plot, and I have which ways I want to go. You know, with each scene, how I want, what purpose each scene would serve. Yeah. But that dialogue yeah. is so tough. Yeah, it can be, and that's what I I appreciate the most from the film mm. was the dialogue, and it's it's hard for me to watch a movie by myself. And laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of scenes in this I did laugh out loud, and I think it is important to note that this is a horror comedy. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you know, it's intended to have some cheesy moments. You know, where you're supposed Beastiality. to laugh. <laughs> run from the forest, run. You know, yeah, run from the forest, run. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like we said, we're not going to get into it too much because this is in it's in post production, which means. It's in the editing, you know, getting ready to distribute phase. Yeah. But if you would like more information, on, it is on IMDb. Just look up The Hike 2020. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's the leads are Candy Thompson and Vinny Vineyard. It's directed by Luke Walker. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, keep an eye out on it because it has a lot to offer. And, you know, with independent movies, it's always good to give them a chance because... absolutely. You never know, you know, you might like it, you might not like it. Yeah. You might learn some stuff that's going to help you create. Yeah. And as we know, me and A talk about this all the time, directorial debuts sometimes are the best. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what really gets their, their you know, their shining light out there. Well, I mean, this one's not a directorial debut. Oh, it's, okay, gotcha. Yeah. He's, he's worked on quite a few things, like TV, movies, whatnot, but... You know, since we're talking about the hike, gotcha. you know, run from the forest, run. Yep. Let's, before we get into Mortal and our Rebrew of the Week, Dark and the Wicked. Yes. Let's go over a little bit about how a film comes to be. Yeah, this is something that people take for granted. Yes. I'm sure I've taken it for granted at one point. I think we all do. You know, when it comes to a movie... It's it's not as easy as just getting a group of friends together and shooting a film on a on a free weekend that you yes. you have once in a blue moon. This is something that takes months of planning, 
mm-hmm. on multiple people's accounts. Sometimes years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes years. I mean, we we've read projects like Inception, you know, mm-hmm. which is my all-time favorite. Took ten years to write. Yeah. Ten years, um, which it, pretty understandable when you watch the movie. You know, a lot a lot goes into that one, but you know, we're talking. You need. You know, not just friends, but actors that will commit to something that yes. that understand your vision and will commit to that, go the distance, and stay committed to the project. But not just actors. Yeah. So let's start out with the people aspect of a movie. Yeah. So you need actors. Absolutely. But you're also going to need somebody who's covering the sound. Yep. You're going to need somebody who's filming, at least one person who's yeah, filming. Yeah, you got someone has to know the camera. You got to have somebody who's going to write the script. You yeah. got to have a director that's going to start and end the scenes. You got to have, you know, extras in the background sometimes. But one thing that really gets taken for granted, so little sidebar, you know, cool story. Uh, one year at Dragon Con, I was fortunate enough to get to watch them film uh, Spider-Man. Yes. The top, first Tom Holland movie. Yes. They filmed it uh, partially in Atlanta, and I was lucky enough to get to watch that. And so Tom Holland wasn't even there for, like, hours. Cause what they did is they had three Spider-Mans. They had Tom Holland. They had a Spider-Man in the mask and a t-shirt, and then they had someone in the full Spider-Man suit that was like the stunt actor. Yeah. And they did one particular scene, the scene, uh, for those who have seen it, where the guys are robbing, and he's hanging upside down, and the guy's trying to punch him, and it catches his hand. Yeah. They did that particular scene 15 times. Yeah. Just to get one scene. Just to get one scene. That's incredible. And that scene is Two seconds of a movie. Oh, yeah. Two but seconds. you got to get it right. Yeah. And what was so cool is there was all these people, and their sole job was to keep traffic out the way, keep people out the way, make sure no one's filming, all yeah. that stuff. And, you know, those people are, like, very integral to the movie. Absolutely. Because, you know, that saves the editor noise they have to edit out. Yeah. That saves the film person, you know, time from the film. That saves them, you know, having their stuff blowing up all over the internet. Like, and that's just the people. But then, like, you have to have sound equipment. You have to have visual equipment. You have to have lighting equipment. Yeah. It's, I mean, the list goes on and on. If we, you know, when we do our movie, it's going to be something like Luke Walker did with Mm -hmm. The Hike. And that is film somewhere isolated so you can sort of eliminate some things. I feel like that's the only way we could do it because... But even then... Oh, even then I know it's still tough because they had, you know, a production team, you know, crew. And they're still in a location that, you know, is free to roam, you know? Because, I mean, think about it. You could have dogs. Yeah. You could have, like, an 18-wheeler nearby. Yeah. You could have planes. Exactly. Like, like, location, that's tough, too, because you have to get permits. Yeah. You have to pay taxes. I know. I feel like we'll have to shoot our first movie at a house. <laughs> like, well, even then, like, you have to have somebody who has a house. Yeah. You have to set it up. Like, there's just a lot that goes into a movie. So, when we get an opportunity to see something like this, yeah. you know, I appreciate it because 
the work that goes into it. Yeah. It's just so cool to me. Like and this is why we love movies. We we're we're really glad that we had an opportunity to to view this movie because we want to get people's names out there. Yeah. We love the industry so much. We have such a passion for it. That's why you know we want to do this every week and bring you all new content. But we want everyone to be successful. We want them to succeed, you know? So we want them to get viewers. And even if only 50 to 100 people, you know, you know, watch this movie from us, that's a success, you know? Yeah, um, so remember The Hike, remember Luke Walker, Vinny Vineyard, and Candy Thompson. Yeah. But, you know, that is a true, 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 you know, independent movie. Yeah. But let's, before we get into our rebrew, which could be an independent movie, you yeah. know, Let's get into a step up from this. A little, you know, a higher budget. Yes. Because the budget on this is estimated around 20000 Okay. Which sounds like a lot. But like we said, like, when you look at the how much yeah. you're paying for, for oh, a movie. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's really I mean, not the first Insidious was 800000 Yeah. So, you know, you just got to look at that. But... Let's talk about Mortal. Oh, Something man. you got me in on. Mm. I saw the box. It was cool, but I didn't think nothing of it. But then my boy Trey, <laughs> he was well, like, is this Thor? Well, here's the thing. Me and Eddie, we always get each other on movies. He's mm. gotten me on several. I've gotten him on several. Oh, well, we'll get into that. Well, let me tell you what. Mortal delivered. And just like we said, he'll get me on some. I'll get him on some. He got me into Troll Hunters. Which is where this director, you know, some of his starting roots. And, you know, if you listen to one of our early episodes that we do talk about Troll Hunters. But this one didn't disappoint either. Oh, no. He does such a good job. The director does such a good job with lore. Mm -hmm. And Mortal is such a fun mystery to unravel. I'll I'll go and start out and tell you what Mm -hmm. the movie's about. It's about a guy. you, You see him from the opening you know, credits. He's in the woods. He looks homeless, has a long beard. You know, his hair looks unkept. And he he's very, he seems very confused. Like, he's dealing with something that he doesn't understand and the viewers aren't supposed to understand. Yeah. Well, we start to realize that as the movie takes place, he, he does have powers. Yes. Powers that we don't fully understand, didn't fully know... What this type of person's powers were. Yeah, Trey was like, is he Thor? Right, yeah, the whole time. Which, funny side note, me and Trey were arguing about this guy the whole movie. And he is the, he is not the guy, but he is the older brother of old buddy uh, Mr. Wolf, who was in Jumanji and uh, Hereditary. Yeah. But they look so similar. Look he just identical. looks. He's just a little thicker. Yeah. He looks older. Yeah. But yeah. So he's the. He's also Wolf. He's the older brother. Yeah. Though, he's now Wolf. Yeah. Alexander Wolf. Yeah. Who was in Jumanji and Hereditary. Right. But I gotta tell you guys, this movie. I I will go ahead and state this. It is a slow burner. Yes. It's a very slow burner, but a slow burner. <laughs> That pays off. Let me say, the effects are great, oh. but the payoff... Oh, man. The payoff. Let me tell you guys, me and Eddie will will stand up right now and tell you guys, 
we like a slow burner. We don't mind yeah. them. We will hate a slow burner if it's a slow burner for no reason. Yeah. Like I've I've argued this with Trey many times mm-hmm. on certain films because you know me and Trey, the great thing is we are very similar. Yeah. But then we're also on movies can be polar opposites. Yeah. And so we'll have discussions. Yeah. You know, all in good fun. Yeah. Because you know this is my boy. <laughs> but. uh <laughs> I hate nothing more on this planet. I think that could be one of my all-time pet peeves with movies. Yeah. If it's a slow burner for no reason. But yeah. But this one, like, it's rooted in Nordic mythology. Yeah. And it makes sense because this character, like, has gone through so much strife that he's just, like, a wanderer. He's just yeah. wandering the world, you know, trying to figure out, like, what is going on. Yeah. And much like a storm brewing, you know, you have that slow build. Like, first you'll start to get some wind, you'll start to get some clouds, yep. some thunder, yep. then some lightning, yep. as we see in this movie. <laughs> but let me just say, uh, Mortal, which was distributed by Saban Films, mm-hmm. big fan, They, it has one of the best payoffs you'll see in a movie. It, it does, and it's... Um... I want to say something, but I'm, I'm limited. But I will just tell you that, like I said, the payoff's fantastic. You don't see it coming. I will say that. You don't see that payoff, in my opinion. Yeah. But You really don't. It makes it that much better. And, I mean, it's a movie I could go and watch again. I could watch with somebody that hasn't seen it because I want to see their reaction. Yeah, you especially know what I mean? one integral part yes but guys let me just reiterate that this is an indie film yes you know this is a movie you're gonna see like on the big screen on the previews you know before a for a blockbuster we found this movie you know searching you know hidden gems you know on youtube or something and i found it could not wait to see it the effects are insane the the effects i will go as far as to say that they are beyond blockbuster quality. I, I was shocked, you know? I was shocked. But I just loved everything about it. Um, and I I reinforced the idea, you guys got to run to go see this movie. It's out now on Blu-ray. I got a copy at Best Buy, so I know they have it. But... I also saw it on Walmart. It was on the um, new release peg. Yeah. For those who are big on movies and know the new release peg at Walmart. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was fantastic, guys. But um, is there anything you think of that you want to throw out there before we move on to our uh, review of the week? No, I was trying to see if I could get a budget estimate, but I can't. But like we said, just know, you know, check out Mortal. Keep your ear out on the hike, you know, because we're trying to get stuff out there. Yeah. And something we're really trying to get out there, you know, Trey, one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. It's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. The Ghost in the Darkness. About oh, man, yeah. two male lions terrorizing early 20th century Africa yeah. when they're trying to build a train track. Yeah. And, you know, because anyone who knows, you never see two male lions together. No. There's like one leader, the other one has to leave, and usually they're in a pride, which is, you know, what a group of lions is called. Yeah. But this was two. And not just two males going together, but two man-eaters. 
Hmm. Yeah, they were slaughtering people. That was the old Val Kilmer, Michael yeah. Douglas special. And man, the that reason I great. bring that up, there's a great line where one of the um, workers says, "The devil has come. The devil has come to Zambia." And uh, Michael Douglas looks at him and he says, "You're right. The devil has come. I am the devil." I know, man. That's and a great Trey, line. The devil has come to the farm. Oh yes, it has. So. This week on a toast of film, mm-hmm. we are toasting Fantasia Fest's own The yeah. Dark and the Wicked, I mean, which is where to that. I first heard about this movie. But we are, you know, we, since we're talking about independent movies this week. Yeah. And, you know, The Hike yeah. had some roots to North Carolina. So we have a North Carolina beer, the Full Steam Durham, North Carolina's Rocket Science India Pale Ale. And Rocket Science, we'll get into later with this, one of the lists. We, You know, guys, we always like to tie in our beers with our movies. Eddie's got a good tie-in for this one. Beer from the beautiful South. <laughs> which, if you live in the South, not so beautiful. Well, yeah. <laughs> definitely uh, per opinion on that one. You're right. But I'll say, guys, if you like an IPA and you want it stout, you want it hoppy. Yeah, this is very hoppy. This is what you're looking for. I love an IPA. The Easter Bunny don't got this kind of hop. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. First off, I, I go to, um, I know this is Durham, but I love all the breweries in Asheville, North Carolina. They, I mean, they've got me onto some some favorites now. But uh, this one's a really good one. I'm going to have to keep reminding myself to, to go and buy but yeah, looking for a good stout IPA, Rocket Science. Rocket Science. So, should we go and dive right into the movie? We are. Let me just say one more thing that I forgot to say. Um, the Hike has a website. If you just go to thehike2020.com, you can mm-hmm. get some more information. But let's talk about the review of the week, the rebrew of the week. Mm-hmm. The Dark and the Wicked. Like I said, I saw this movie uh, on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. on a Fantasia Fest list that I yeah. saved. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. You know, it has some, it has our girl in it, yeah. you know, who we'll get into. And um, it just sounded interesting. And Trey saw it, and he was like, dude, Shannon watched it, and she said it was scary. And she don't say so scary. Well, and the thing is, is... You saw it. I didn't know you yeah. you had read about it, and then I saw it and you didn't know about it. And yeah. We we came together, and then, like you said, Shannon, which is Spencer's mother, the she, little baby, the little baby. She, I mean, they're polar opposites. Spencer will watch scary movies, but she's very scared of them. And Shannon, I mean, I think the only thing that's going to get her scared is someone actually breaking into her house because the girl you know, just does not get scared for anything. I will test Shannon time and time again, and she'll be like, is this it? Like, come on, you can do better than that. Well, she texted me, and she said, Trey, this movie really did scare me. Like, the devil is live and real in this movie, and she felt like she almost had to sage the house afterwards. And that had me all in, because Mm -hmm. when I know Shannon's scared, you know, I want to watch this movie. I love to get scared. I love scary movies. I love the feel. Eddie's the same way. So I did it just like Shannon did it. I made sure I was by myself, Mm -hmm. lights out, watched it about 10, 11 o'clock at night, sound bar up, and I will go ahead and tell you what. 
That movie scared me, man. Oh, it yeah. genuinely scared me. I it's it's a genuinely eerie movie. Yeah, and let me just add this, and I, I'm not messing with you guys while while I'm talking. I'm just not trying to to up the the ratings here. I watched that movie, woke up. Of course, it was three o'clock in the morning. You know, witching mm-hmm. hour. You know, any other time I'd be fine with. But I remember waking up that night at three in the morning, and I I was scared. Like I had to. I had to turn the TV back on. I was up for like 30, 45 minutes. That doesn't happen to me. I mean, that genuinely doesn't happen to me. I really don't let a lot of scary movies get to me or they don't really bother me. I'll mm-hmm. watch it, have a good experience, and I won't think two things of it. Not with this movie, ladies and gentlemen. This one will stay with you. That's the thing. This isn't the type of movie that just offers jump scares because there's plenty of jump scares. But this is the type of movie that makes you think about how long it's been since I've been to church, which it has been a while for me. And I It's okay, I'm a minister. <laughs> thank you. And then I start to think, maybe I do need to go back to church because they were in a similar predicament in the movie and the devil came and got him. I don't want that to be me. But this movie guys, it it really scared me to my core. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, I had read about it, but mm-hmm. with these festivals, you never know when a movie's coming out. So yeah. I forgot about it. Yeah. Until, you know, Trey brought up. And what's so scary is, other than one person, like, these folks on this farm, they're secluded from everyone. Yeah. And... I think it's also important to note, because this is very important for me in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Very important. I hate stupidity in a horror movie. Oh, yeah. When when you see this, when I see stupidity happen in a horror movie, I'm, I'm instantly taken out, because I'm always like, okay, well, I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I already don't think much of it after I finish the, finish the project. But um, I will say this, though. I, um... I you know, I I just can't explain it, man. They didn't make any dumb moves in the movie. They were smart. They acted the same way I would act in any circumstance, and they were your normal, hardworking people. Yeah, and what really sells it is they tell you the plot, like that. They tell you like in the opening scene, like the mom's like, "Look, yeah, your dad's dying, but." Do not come here. She's yeah. telling this to the you know brother and sister, because the devil is here, and y'all don't. I mean, she doesn't say that, but she's kind of alluding to it. Yeah, and she's like, y'all do not need to be here. Yeah, and I'm gonna go and say this. Um, if you do not want spoilers, go ahead and jump ahead about ten minutes because I am gonna give some spoilers here. Okay, but I. There's one scene in the movie mm-hmm. that that always gets me, and it is the scene where the preacher comes. Oh yeah, and the preacher is in all black. He hands him a cross, but he hands it to him upside down. Yes, and you don't really pay much attention to it. I didn't notice it until I watched it the second time, and you don't think much of it because you know a lot of the times yeah. priests and preachers they are dressed in black, but this preacher had a demeanor about him he had like an yeah. underlining sinister like agenda or tone 
And they had a full-blown conversation with him. He walked out the door, and later you realized he was the devil the whole time. Yeah. That terrified me. I, I don't know why. And it's because this movie does something that most demonic movies don't do. And they show you how good the devil is at playing tricks. And I think that's important yeah. when you show a movie that incorporates the devil like they do with this one. I mean, he is... The devil is so present, it's not even really the demons like taking charge. Like The devil is on the forefront wanting this guy's soul, and he is there. He is ready to collect, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the devil plays all kinds of tricks. You don't know at so many points in the movie... Is this a real person talking, or is it actually the devil? Or even the reality, like what you're seeing with your eyes. Yeah. There are parts where you think it's real. Yeah. And then you make a rash decision based on that. Yeah. And you have consequences when you find out that it was a trick the whole time. Uh, and I know it's senior talking. And there's about. I mean there's some really gut-wrenching stuff that happens and it's just very unnerving and let me just say everyone in the movie is fantastic. The acting I could not there's not a higher rating I could give. A, a plus. I mean even a plus. the small roles like the farmhand, you know, the, his the girl, his girl, you know, quote unquote, stuff mm. like that. But let me tell you, Marin Ireland, oh. who most recently you would know from uh, Umbrella Academy, yes. she plays she plays uh, mom, yes. sissy. You know, she put in an Elizabeth Moss. Oh my god! Because like, like there's a scene where like she's trying to find her mom, and like I said, everything seems so real. Like yeah. for one, they make everything very dirty. Yeah, like you know. As somebody who, you know, had most of his, you know, younger years growing up on Tobleton, Georgia. Yeah. With a little podunk place, for those who don't know. Um, you know, it seemed like the houses I would go into. Yeah. The land, everything seemed real. And, yeah. like, when she f- finds out her mom's missing, like, I mean, this was something that stuck with me. She doesn't even put on clothes. Like, she was just wearing the t-shirt and drawers that yeah. she slept in. Yeah. She didn't put on pants. She didn't put on shoes. Yeah. She just ran out of the house with her brother. Yeah. Trying to find out what happened to her mom. And, you know, the scene that transpires with that scene real, there's a scene where uh, she's in a bed mm-hmm. and something transpires. Oh, and man. Oh, that scene. That scene. Man. And I've had something similar happen to that. And... That's how I reacted. Yeah. So like, it, 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 you're so afraid, you're you're stuck in fear. Yeah. You can't move. And guys, I have never been so high on a movie as I am with this one because one, it's hard to find a good horror movie in general. Yeah. But when you find one at this caliber, yeah, with this kind of acting, with this kind of script, and with such a realistic approach. Mm-hmm. But you bring in something supernatural, but it still feels so real that it could happen to anyone. Like I said, it made me want to go back to church that next week, you know? I mean, I cannot say enough about The Dark and the Wicked. It totally lives up to its title, guys. 
it is dark, it is wicked, and there is no sense of hope. And one thing I appreciate is, so I don't consider this a spoiler, but the devil is real in this movie. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like if you watch the trailer or look at the poster, like, that, that's Yeah, be you'll know that. But it's how they present the devil. Yes. Because they make it where you can't trust anyone. No. Literally, like, there's scenes involving things, and you just, you can't trust anyone. But, like, you can't even trust a scene, because there's a really great scene where they're just, like, flashing through different parts of the town. Yeah. And they show you, like, a two-second part where they just flash somewhere on the ta- in the farm, and you see the devil standing right there. Oh, man. They they do something with the devil. First, they give him different looks. Yes. But one of the looks I'm obsessed with, yeah, I know that sounds weird, but I'm obsessed with their artistic vision. Yes. With how they presented him. I, that was something I never thought I would like, and I can't stop thinking about how great it was. But I just... I think what really stuck with me about this movie is... We've seen movies like The Conjuring, yeah. where they have a demonic presence. That you never see. That you never see. But here's the difference. This is the devil's presence. Yeah. It's like going from college to NFL. Where yes. you have like you have the demons, but they can still mess up. Yes. The demons can try and try and try to get their they soul. They can still be defeated. But they can still be defeated. This movie, when the devil gets involved... It shows you how powerful the devil is, and there is no getting out of his grasp. There is none. And I'll say this, just because this is the kind of crazy person I am, (laughs) but this, you know, this is Christianity's version of the devil. Yeah. Being presented. Yeah. Because, you know, there's different, you know... Oh, sure, absolutely. ...thought processes, but if you go by Christianity's version of the devil, Mm -hmm. like... This is it, and this is terrifying. It is. And Trey, you thought I wasn't going to bring this up. So, I've mentioned before, my room is haunted. And, like, this isn't me being crazy. Like, I have had several instances where the evidence is too much. So, like, stuff like that gets to me. So, we're watching this movie. (laughs) And Trey decides to screw with me and Peyton and flicks on the light because they have this stupid little remote that controls the light. And the ceiling fan. Yeah, and then they flicked it on and then they flicked it off. And I was about to get ready to Look, run out the house. I am a stickler for staying with a game plan and I was going to stay with it the whole time. Spencer had to ruin it because... Peyton was leaving. And she broke something. And she she was out so fast, she knocked a glass off the table. Yeah. And which, you know, I'm not saying that the devil wasn't involved on that one. You oh, know what I mean? <laughs> he works in mysterious ways. <laughs> but we had to spoil it because she was about to leave because the movie was that frightening. You're mm-hmm. already on high alert, and then something happens like that where, you know, I'm, I'm a jokester, man. I like to mess around. But, yeah, we, we, had, to, we had to get back on board. But let's... You know, I could go on and on about this movie. Yeah, you know we that. could easily go on. I mean, I I love everything about it. So let's get to the rating part, okay? So I have two ratings. Okay. 
Ooh, okay, actually, interesting. So, my rating would be a 3.5 out of 5. Ah. Because there were... I gotta say, I'm, I'm surprised by that. There were small things. Okay. That, like, just small things. Like, love the movie, but yeah. there's just small things. As a recommendation, though, it would be, like, in the 4... You know, four point three territory because I do think people need to watch this. Oh man! But I need to rewatch it because, like I said, there's it's small things. Yeah, dude. That kind of dropped it down a little. Not that I don't love the movie, yeah. but just rating wise, give it. And I will recommend giving it another watch mm-hmm. because I watched it twice, actually, back to back days. I watched it a Friday night and then I watched it with you Saturday night. I noticed. Three things I didn't notice the first time. Yeah, you'd mentioned that. And also, like like I said, you know, we were with the two girls. Yeah. And we paused the movie when we watched it with y'all for mm-hmm. a good 15 minutes. That is one of my biggest pet peeves in a horror movie because it takes you out of it. And there were some distractions yeah. with them. But, but very great movie. So that's good to hear. And I'm definitely glad you're going to give it a rewatch. It's much oh, deserving. Yeah. My rating is... I really have to give Rotten Tomatoes props on this one because exactly what they they reviewed it. That is about a ninety to ninety one out of a hundred, only because you don't find I don't find movies that terrify me like that. Yeah, and it's there's still scenes that sit with me about that movie that I just I oh, can't yeah, forget, man. I can't forget. Th- there's some. Ooh, there's that one scene where the dad goes home. Yeah, I was gonna say it kind of makes me think of the mist. Yeah, but it's hard, man. That scene is—it's a rough scene because you really do grow attached to the brother and sister. Yeah, because like I said, they're just two Hard- hardworking people. Yeah, you know they're good people. Yeah, they're—you know—they came because their dad's dying. Yeah, came to help their mom, and like I said, like they don't do anything stupid to right. warrant you being like, oh well. Yeah. In fact, the brother does something Eddie has always said he would do. In a situation, he's leaving. Oh. And the brother does that. Oh, I already told Trey. I'm getting yeah. the hell out. But even then. That's that's the thing about this movie. There's no escaping. There's no escaping the devil once he... Once he latches, Once man. he got you. But, you know, that we, we've been through this you know tumultuous journey with the dark and the wicked. Yeah. So, let's get a little more lighthearted. Yeah. So, this week. We have our top five, top five indie movies. Now, like I said, we have two separate qualifications. Yes. So, Trey, you're going to go first. Yes. Tell us what your stipulations were to lead to your top five. Okay. So, me and Eddie both said that we wanted true indie films. We wanted, Mm -hmm. you know, there are some indie films that are independent, um, but because, you know, there's like independent production companies or distribution companies... But they're still big-name independent movies. We wanted some of the lesser-known. So one of my stipulations was to find some of the the smallest of the smallest, you know, indie movies that are still some of my favorites to this day. And your stipulation was... So for my stipulation, when I get to my list, my stipulation, number one... It had to be a ch- movie I watched in 2020. Right. So all these movies are fresh in my mind. I watched yeah. them this year. So what I did, I went through all the movies I've watched this year, which it took a minute. <laughs> I eliminated all the big movies. Yeah. And then 
from those movies, I went through each one and wrote down the distribution company. Yes. And if it was a big name distribution company, yeah. I slashed it off. And you you gave me that idea. And then when I got down to, you know, where it was like 20 picks, I picked five that I wanted to mention. Yeah. Now, two of these, they were just so, so good to me that, because you'll probably hear them later when we get to our honorable mention or best of the year. Yeah. You'll probably hear two of these again. But the other three are just movies I really enjoyed. Yeah. They're on a real, you know, lower budget, low known, you know, being known. And movies I wanted to get out there. Yeah. No, that's that's well said. I'm excited about your list, though, especially because mm -hmm. the 2020. Like I said, mine's not 2020. Mine's, yeah. you know, just some of my top five favorite indie films. But... I, I ran off yours with, you know, trying to find a more low-budget indie instead of some of the bigger names. And we like variety. Like, yeah. Like, a lot of weeks, you know, nine out of ten times, our lists are going to be identical. Yeah. But every now and then, I like when we can have that little bit of distinction. Because yeah. at the end of the day, when we are doing these lists, it's because we want to inform you of yeah. some movies that you might be interested in. Right. So, without further ado, mm -hmm. I'm going to start, start my top five. So, at number five, Ooh. this one I told you I watched a weird movie stop. Lock. Ooh. Do you remember that one? With Tom Hardy? Yeah. L-O-C-K-E? Yeah, I was about to say, I was trying to remember, yeah, with him, didn't he have, was that the movie he had the uh, dog? No. This movie. Because he had like three movies that came out at the same time. Yeah. I know. That was probably The Drop or I got something. It. The Drop. The Drop, yeah. Okay, I remember Locke. Though. Yeah. Okay. So Locke, I had to put on my list because it was such a tour de force mm -hmm. by one actor. He, Tom Hardy, filmed this movie all in his car. Mm. The whole movie is filming Tom Hardy driving from work mm -hmm. to the hospital. And now this movie is seven or eight years old, so I don't mind giving away any spoilers. But ha you haven't seen Locke, have you? No. And, yeah, like Trey just mentioned, you know, there might be some spoilers. There's one movie on my list that I refuse to give spoilers on mm -hmm. because I'll be getting into more detail on that. And yeah. even then, like, I don't want to spoil too much. But, you know, these are... For most case, older movies, like, I watched these in 2020, but maybe one or two are from 2020. Yeah. So, we don't mind giving spoilers just to try and sell our case. Yeah. So, let me tell you a little bit about this movie, because, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to go too long, because, you know, it is our list. But, the plot of the story, it's driven, what makes this movie great is the performance by Tom Hardy. He leaves work, mm -hmm. and he's driving home. Three hundred times a movie, you see him like looking at himself in the rearview mirror. Okay, he's constantly looking at himself, and he's constantly talking to himself, like he's he's frustrated with himself, like some of his actions. We don't know where he's driving, but the whole time, you know, he calls his wife. Mm -hmm. You know, he calls the house phone. His son picks up. He's like, "Hey, put me on with mom." You know, something like that. And you can see that he's battling something. I mean, man, Tom Hardy's performance could be the best in his career. 
he sat there. You could tell something was eating away at him. Mm-hmm. You didn't know what. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out, he's been in a loving marriage for years and years. They have a have a you know great son together. He's older. Mm-hmm. I think he was playing soccer or something like that. You know, you could just tell it was like a loving relationship. You know. Well, by the end of the drive, he had to tell his wife that he cheated on her. Oh, gosh. And where he was going was to the hospital to meet the girl he cheated on, give his son, give birth (sighs) to his son. And here's what's crazy about it. He was so mad at himself because he went on a work retreat, Uh and she worked with him. And they had one drunken night. You know, everyone was celebrating at work. They, you know, you know, had some success, you know, at work. Mm-hmm. And it was like one drunken mistake, you know, that led to, you know, nine months mm-hmm. later child. And it was in those nine months he kept, you know, that burden. Mm-hmm. And the night he was driving to the hospital, he had to, like, unveil why he wasn't coming home. And, dude, it was so hard because you, you don't see the actress. You don't ever see his wife. You don't ever see his son. Mm. You can hear it in their voice how hard it is to like, like release the guilt, you know, that he had to finally tell her, and then her reaction. Mm-hmm. It was heartbreaking, man. And he did what he had to do because he, you know, of his mistake. He had to, you know, confront her, tell him what he did. He had to go to the hospital because, like, he said, "My dad was never there for me, so I don't want to be that for this son." Oh my you God. know. Dude, it was such a tough film to watch, but an indie film that hardly anyone's ever heard of. I love the movie, man. It just because of his performance, man. I felt like I was, I felt guilty about something. Like I felt like I had a weight on my chest that I had to get rid of because you're carrying it with this guy, you know. But anyway, that's my number five. Okay, okay. number four, a movie you and me both love, Monsters. Oh my God. How good is that one? Let me tell you. With Snoop, um, with um, Scoop McNary? Let me tell you. So, Monsters is a movie that I have always felt is unjustly maligned. Yeah. Because, you know, we're big creature people. And it... I'm trying to find the right way to say it. It's not a creature movie. But they happen to have creatures. Yeah. If that makes sense to It's people. more of a human drama than it is about the creatures. That the creatures just happen to be in. Yeah. But there is a scene, and I've told Trey this before, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're on the right side of the argument. Yeah. You know, so of course. There's two sides of every argument, but it just so happens. There's, but there's a right one and a wrong one, and yeah. we're always on the right one. We're on the right one for this, <laughs> for sure. There's a scene where, amongst all the chaos... You get to see this one beautiful scene, and it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I would love to have this scene just, like, painted on the wall. Oh, man. I I know exactly what scene you're talking about. That movie just, it, it just did something for me, man. It did, because it just, it, it gives you perspective on, look, you might be going through some shit. But every now and then you just have to take a step back and yeah. look at something beautiful. And the thing is, it's a it's a story about a human journey. 
Yeah. I mean, they're trying to find passage and safety from where they're at, which is in a monster district, yeah. to get out of the monster district into safety. And that journey is, is beautiful. The monsters are great, but it's really mm-hmm. not about them, you know? Um, it drives the story, but it's really about the two protagonists, you know? Agreed. Um, so, yeah, I had to put monsters on the list. Love monsters. Number three, the Babadook. <laughs> the Babadook is 100% an indie film. Oh, 100%. It, Jennifer Kent's first movie, Australian uh, director, Australian actors and actresses. Me and Eddie have a special place in our heart for The Babadook. We watched that with Don and Dee. Yes. Don and Dee, if you're listening, we love you, man. Love both of y'all. Shout out to y'all. Um, and that was a great night, man. We all love the movie, and I just can't say enough about it. We still quote that movie to this day, don't we? Yeah. That was that movie came out, what, four or five years ago, and we still quote that movie? Yeah. Do you want to die? <laughs> but yeah, that definitely qualifies. It was low budget, yep. but man, was that a creepy movie. And, I mean, other than, like, two instances, mm-hmm. it just takes place in the house. Yeah, exactly. And how many people know about the bad book? Not many. No. But at number two... I don't think you've seen this movie. Mm. It is one of my favorite movies, and I was this close to putting it in my top 13 because I, I could watch it over and over and over. Safety Not Guaranteed. Okay, so I, I've i seen some of it. Mm-hmm. When I was going to watch it one time, something happened, so I couldn't finish it. But I do uh, know of this movie, and I have seen some of it. And you'll love it because it's Colin Trevorrow, mm-hmm. who directed Jurassic World. And big fan. He's great, man. He's great. But yeah, I just love this movie because it's a comedy. It's got Jake Johnson, you know, Aubrey Plaza, um, Mark Duplass, you know, some some of the greats, man, but some that you don't see a lot. They're they're really kind of they were up and comers in the time, you know. But um yeah, definitely a watch. And then my number one. And I actually I got a feeling you put this on your list. I could be wrong, but I just know because we both love this movie so much. So shout out to Chase. Pontypool. Well, remember, my list is 2020. That's right. You're right. And you're right. But about that. let me tell you. Let me tell you how much I love Pontypool. Because oh, this man. is an older movie. Yep. I own two copies of it. Yep. And I have told Trey time and time again that if we, maybe during Little Hop of Horrors or something, I told him I want us to review this movie because. Number one, the plot is incredible. Incredible. Number two, the production value is incredible. Yes. Number three, the performances are incredible. But to pile on number three, the lead guy is insanely good. And they bring something, they create an idea Mm -hmm. that has never been done before, Mm -hmm. and it's genius. It's the idea that a virus is planted in us already, mm-hmm. and it's a word. Yeah. And our brains don't know what it is, but once it's said, it triggers that virus. The yeah. word triggers the virus. That is insane. That's an insane concept. Mm-hmm. I love it, though. So basically, to elaborate, everybody in the movie, everyone has this virus. Yeah. And one... Because it just, like, happens, but nobody knows. And then, on that day, everybody starts to slowly turn to zombies. Like, 28 days later, fast zombies. Yeah. 
pretty scary at points. Yeah. But what's scary is, as Trey said, to get infected, you say a word. Yeah. And it sounds dumb. I, I get it. It sounds dumb, but you watch the movie and it makes so much sense. It's almost like these people like get dementia. Because they say a word and they forget what the word means. Well, and it kind of, basically, they say the word and then that triggers something with the virus in their brain and they start to get this bad fever Yeah, that kind of melts their brain. Mm -hmm. Like, not melt-melt, but like, you know, it kind of just ruins their brain. Yeah. And from that, they just start to lose sense of all words. Yeah. And then they just go into this primal animalistic state. But what's so cool is... With every virus, you have to have a vaccine. Yeah. And what I love with how they marketed that with this idea, mm. their vaccine wasn't medicine. Yeah. It was the fact that you had to associate that word with a different meaning. So let's say run was the trigger word and they started getting infected. Don't think of run as running. Think of running as jumping. Change what run means. Or like coloring. And, like, yeah, and you they have would, to confuse yourself, yeah, basically. They really would have to confuse themselves to cure themselves. And they were trying to get the word out because they figured out what it was, but it was a little too late. But God, And what, what was kind of cool also is that um, English was really subjective to the virus. Because mm -hmm. they even mentioned, like, yeah. uh, the French weren't having as bad a trouble. Yes, that's but right. The, but English was having a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. But... Dude, great list. Dude, thank you, Monsters, Babada, Pontypool. Yes. Pontypool, especially. Because oh, you know how much I love Pontypool. Because they do something different in a worn-out zombie, you know, Which genre. I'll be getting to a zombie movie. Mm. So... What do you see in 2020? On these five movies, like I said, I watched them in 2020. Doesn't right. necessarily mean they're a 2020 movie. Right. So, three of them I was able to get the budgets for, mm -hmm. and I couldn't get the budgets on the other two, so I'm sorry about that, but I do have all five distribution companies to make it up for you. Okay. So, and I didn't number these, so I'm, if it takes me a second to pause, it's because I just have to look at the list, because I know what order, I just, you know, numbers make it yeah, easier. Yeah, exactly. So, number five, from the distribution company, A-Team Productions... With a budget of, it was in euros, so when I converted it, $712,000. Okay. Yummy. Is that the zombie movie? Yeah. Yes, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It was... Is uh, it, um... It premiered on Shudder. Yes. So this okay. is a foreign-made zombie movie. Yeah, because I'm picturing the poster in my head. Yeah, you know? and basically it takes place in a hospital Okay, where you have an infected person and, you know, everything goes to hell. Yeah. But, you know, for that budget, the effects, because it was all practical effects. And, I mean, they had an explosion at one point. They had car stuff. They had some really cool zombie stuff. Yes. I thought... That it was just a, it's a really enjoyable movie. So basically, like, the plot is this husband and wife, they're going there, and, because she wants a breast reduction. Okay. And then all hell breaks loose, you know, like As, as hell should break loose with a statement like that. Oh, yeah. You know? But, uh, but, you know, zombies, and they're kind of trapped, and then when they try and get out, 
What usually happens in a zombie mood, Trey, when you're trying to leave a place? Yeah, um, they start. Zombies normally start coming in when you start leaving a place, or you try or, and block. Or government officials say, "Well, you know, you can't really leave, fam. Yeah. Or we're gonna shoot you." That too. And then somebody's like, "Screw you!" Starts running. Yeah, true. And so, but yummy, really cool zombie movie. I'm telling you, if you have never got it. At least do the seven day free trial of Shudder, like on Amazon or yeah, something. Because Shudder has some really cool stuff they've been pumping out. Shudder is solidifying their brand as the horror icon. Because I mean, they Creep put out, Show? Yeah. I mean, Creep Show, Scare Me, yeah. um, was really good. Uh, Prevenge or Prevenge. Yeah. Um, they got. Um, Oh, man. I mean, dude, the list goes on. They have um, Blood Vessel. They have one of our favorite movies, Revenge. Revenge, yes. Oh, Which, man. that's a... That's a hell of a movie. Basically, an updated version of... Um, I Spent on Your Grave. I Spent on Your Grave, yeah. yeah. Grave. Very, but... Uh, so, Yummy's number five. So, number four... From Gunpowder and Sky Distribution. And unfortunately, I did not get the budget for this one. But number four, I have Villains. Oh. You know, I have yet to see Villains, but you always talk so good about it. Well, because... Bill Skarsgård. You got Bill Skarsgård. You have... um, I forgot the young lady, but she was in um, It Follows. Dude. I think her name's Michaela. No, it starts with an M, but it's it's not Michaela. I'll I'll figure it out. But But, keep talking. uh, And then you have... um, is it? It's not Glenn Close. It's um. It's not Kira Sedgwick, is it? Yes, Kira Sedgwick. And then you have a old buddy who is on Burn Notice on the really? USA Network. Yes. And everyone in the movie is just having a good time, which I really like because it's like this quirky, you know, kind of comedy, kind of horror, and you know, it's a break in gone wrong where you broke into the wrong house. Yeah. And. There's one scene which I would put this scene above almost any scene I've seen this year because it's so simple but was so effective how they did it. So basically, the couple, it's, um, what'd you say his name? Bill Skarsgård? Yeah, Bill Skarsgård. I always get and them then, Skarsgård boys yeah, mixed Bill up. Bill Skarsgård and then um, Micah Monroe. Micah. I knew it yeah. was like Michaela's Yeah, sound name. it's hard to pronounce, you know, it's... Yeah, Micah Monroe, but um, great actress. Yeah. It follows phenomenally. Oh, man, but back it. to villains. Villains, everyone's real good. But she does this thing um, to calm her boyfriend down where she has him lay on the ground and then she sits on his chest because she has super long hair. And so she puts her head down and she calls it car wash where she like flaps her hair across his face a few times. And then when she stops, her hair surrounds his head, so the whole world is gone, and he can only see her. That's cool. And the way they shoot it, where the camera's like in in there, yeah, with them. in there with them. Yeah. And I mean, it's really cool how they do it because, like, when it's looking up, you just see her, and when oh. it's looking down, you just see him. And it's really cool because it gives you that bond, and you need that bond when you have like things are gonna go wrong yeah and I, first off i got the biggest crush on her man oh yeah she's, she's so cute but 
Um, Kira Sedwick, I mean, God, she's oh, a great she actress. Gets, she gets wild in this movie. Jeffrey Donovan, from yeah, yeah, from Burn Notice, dude, yeah, he's he's such an underrated actor. Dude. He is because he has a really funny character. Yeah, he kind of talks like this. <laughs> oh, honey, what is going on out there? The the Daniel Craig of yeah. uh, you know, Knives why out. was he high? <laughs> but so. Uh, Number four, villains. Yeah, great okay, movie, dude. Really like that. So number three, this one was a hidden gem. We mentioned this last week. So, this was the other one I could not, unfortunately, get the budget for, but from Gravitas Ventures Distribution, Assimilate. Assimilate, yes, dude. Okay. So Assimilate is bot invasion of the body snatchers. Yes, basically. They get your DNA, they create a pod version, pod person version of you, which is buck naked. Nice. And its sole purpose is to find you, kill you, and take your outfit so it can be you. Mm. And it's pretty insane. Like, the first time you see it, like, this girl just looks out her window and sees a nude version of herself running to the house screaming. Because that's the thing, they make these, like, Dude, no one wants to see me run naked screaming. I'd yeah. be terrified of myself. They just man. run, you know, kind of like uh, Donald Pleasant's yeah. at the end of Invasion of Black Snatchers. Yeah, or, I mean, um, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Dude, I'm messing up. I'm getting folks' names confused. That's tonight. why your boy's here, man. That's I know. Why That's why Trey is here. I'm good with the names. You're good He's with the content. He's not just a pretty face. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he is, though. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Ladies, I'm sorry he's spoken for. No, but uh, we have a handsome man right here, a single rated oh, ladies. Remember that. Who else is in the room? <laughs> but uh, Assimilate... Speaking of naked butts. <laughs> oh, God. Assimilate, I really like when they take something, like mm-hmm. with Pontypool, yeah. how that was a zombie movie. Assimilate takes something we know, Invasion of Body Snatchers. It's been done so many times. Mm. But what it does is it gives a new idea, like it presents it in a new way where it's an updated version. Yes. And I mean, these things, they won't stop. Like, you can't just outrun them. They're going to keep coming for you. Like, if you go to another town, it's just going to keep running until it finds you. D- yes. And See, it, that's terrifying, man. Oh, yeah. And so assimilate number three so now my top two and these will be mentioned again because one of them i've already mentioned before so coming from vertical entertainment distribution with a budget of 1.5 million dollars bit bit yeah that was a good one man bit you know we've already mentioned it i mentioned it on my vampire list I just love it because it's like Lost Boys, but it's updated. You know, it's a girl team. And then it has, um, help me out with, what, what's my girl's name from uh, from Supergirl? Who's the lead in it? Um, not Duke, not the leader of the Vampiresses, but Homegirl. I can't even think. That one I'm drawing a blank on. God. Oh, well. I apologize that I'm blanking on her name. Yeah, y'all have heard. It's just not my night for names, but hey, it bits but... such a good movie. And see, that budget sounds like a lot. Oh, it's but not. you gotta think in twenty twenty, you know, budgets like every year budgets get more inflated. Yes, because inflation keeps going up. 
Yes. But also, you got to think, like, this is shot in L.A. Yes. You know, they shot at a club. They shot on the freeway. They shot in two houses. They shot in this giant warehouse. All that's filming location that costs y- money. Yes. You had tons of extras. You had all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, exactly. that sounds like a lot. But when you really add anything, they got away with a lot for pretty cheap. No, they really did. Because they, they had some good scenes in there. But bit number two, great money. But number one, Trey told me about a movie. He kept telling me about it. He told me about a movie for years. I never watched it. But it's 2020. We've been at home a lot, you know, yeah. especially when the Rona was very prevalent. Right. You know, it's still going on, but there was a time where, like, I was going nowhere. Yeah. Like, I was oh, going same, to work dude. and I was coming home. That's same. it. Same. And so I was watching a lot of movies. So this movie is from uh, Oscilloscope, who, very good distribution company. Its budget was $50,000. That's insane. Which is insane. That really is. So the movie is from 2013, and it is Coherence. One of my favorite movies of all time. If you never, ever, ever listen to us again, if you never believe us again, if you never watch a movie we recommend again, watch Coherence. Please. Last time I checked, it was on Amazon Prime. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I'm not going to be getting into it because a little spoiler, you'll be hearing it again when we get to our best oh. of the year. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I do my list based on when I watch something, not yeah. the year it came out. But basically, Coherence, you have a meteor. Yeah, or was that a comet? It was a comet. You have a comet. You have some friends. They're at this house party. Yeah. So then uh, everybody's lights go out. But they see a house with some lights on. Mm-hmm. So they decide, let me go check them. Yeah. Turns out it's also them. But, so basically, it's because of the comet, all realities, like, you know, the multiple world theory. Yeah. Where you, you have, like, let's say, you know, 10,000 worlds mm-hmm. where you're on all 10,000 worlds. Yeah. It all collides. Yeah. And it leads to some incredible scenes, which I'll be getting into more later. Yeah. Well, I, de- I know we want to save some for the, yeah. you know, December, but one of my favorite movies of all time. It's I incredible. Mean, I've seen it 10 times by now. I I would own it if it wasn't just a region to yeah, Europe. Yeah, it, it it's a little tough to get a physical copy of, but like I said, it is streaming. But guys, if you like cerebral mind benders and you want something and you like to challenge yourself, if you like to challenge yourself and want to go into a movie and put the piece to the puzzle together, or in this case, um, un- unpiece the puzzle mm-hmm. really. Get, do some rocket science. Yeah, do some rocket science. There you go. Coherence is your movie, I'm telling you. Or if you just want to watch a movie and just be like, oh my God. Yeah. Because, like we said, you know, just to elaborate, because we'll be getting, I'll, I got some big stuff that I'm saving for when we dive yeah. in, because those 
we're going to be really digging into why yeah. each movie made the cut. Yeah. As we will with our worst of the year, which, by the way, I watched a movie this week that's my new worst movie of the year. Oh, man. Okay. We'll have to... We'll save it. I am still mad <laughs> that I watched this movie. But, uh, so stay tuned for that when we get to our worst of the year list. But, like, there's a scene, like, okay, so, I forgot the characters' names, but let's just say you have Greg and Tom. Yeah. So, Greg and Tom, they have these, um, these red stickers. Yeah. Okay? They go to a house to see the lights, and they see all their friends in the house. Yeah. But... So then they go back to their house, or so they think. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. All their friends have blue stickers on, but they have red stickers on. Yeah. So they start, so basically it starts, to, you start to dive into the rabbit hole. Yeah. And you realize, you know, all these are the same reality, but like different realities. Because some things are different. Like in some, some people are broken up. Or they're cheating, or, you know, there's just little differences in each one. Yeah. Some, they're more hostile towards each other's friendships. Some, they're, like, perfect with each other's friendships. And you dive into the rabbit hole, and you just see, like, the craziness. Like, what would you do if you looked into a house and saw yourself? And it had some of the the truest reactions. I will dare say, because we were talking about in The Dark and the Wicked, that everyone reacted like you would yeah i dare say coherence even more so did that yeah because they have you know very natural reactions like the scene i was talking about with the stickers or what have you when they realize okay this is not my group this is the same people yeah but this is a different group and they're talking about killing my group so I need to get the hell out of here. Yeah, exactly. It It is a kill or be killed scenario, and you're worried if, even in situations where you're like, I'm, I'm not a killer, I would never hurt somebody. In this scenario, you, you dare to ask yourself, if I don't kill him, will I cease to exist? So you, yeah, you almost are forced to be someone you're not. It's very mind-bending. That was a great yeah. way to put it. And there's especially, I will tell you this, there's one great scene where a character travels through the it's almost like a portal in a way and this character starts to just go to each different reality and that seems crazy because like you're going to the same house like 11 times yeah but there's different things occurring in each house yeah exactly like some are peaceful some are very violent some, you know, might have, like, you know, multiple of a singular individual. Yeah. Like, it's just coherence. If you want a movie that's going to just test your mind or just, like, blow your mind, if you just want a good time or a great movie, coherence. Yeah. And like I, I said, totally $50,000 budget. Yeah. Could not be happier. Man, we had some great stuff on the list tonight. As y'all can tell, me and Eddie are real passionate when it comes to indie projects. We love mm-hmm. indie films. I mean, that's what really got me into into film is starting to watch lower budget movies. I, I just have such a passion for them. Yeah, I know you do too. Uh, yeah, because I've met some great people. Like when we were, had our Days of the Dead episode, and I was talking about Christy Ray. Yeah, 
you know, and her and her friend Erica, they started an independent company, yeah. and they do commercials, they do movies, yeah, Honeyhead Films. Yeah, you know, check it out. All female. Ooh, people like Jess Norvisgard. Yeah, you know? Jess Norvisgard. Where you or, know starts you know his own passion projects. You know. You know, or people like Benny Vineyard, who yeah. got, you know, we got in touch with just, you don't, like, everything's not going to be Marvel, you know, Disney, or anything like that. You got to see every different thing, because you never know what you're going to like. Right. You know, you might find a movie, like Trey said, Coherence, that he may have never come across. Yeah. And that's one of his all-time favorite movies. Yeah. As it should be. Yes. But, guys, we, you know, as we always want to give a chance to say is just thank you. You know, we mm-hmm. just, me and Eddie, we love doing this every week. We we message each other daily. Yeah. Talk about the content we want to bring. Talk about the ideas we want to bring each week to the new episodes. And we just want to do it for you guys. You know, we, mm-hmm. we have fun. Um, you know, me and Eddie, you know, we're, we're best buds. We love talking about this stuff together. And we love, you know, sharing this stuff with you guys. And we we had someone that approached us the other day that said, you know, one of our close friends, and she said, do y'all take recommendations? And we jumped at the opportunity. We said, yes, yes, we take mm-hmm. recommendations. You know, follow up with us on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, you know, that we that we'll always... Or will, our email. Or our email, absolutely. That we'll always, you know, um, you know tell you guys mm-hmm. at, at the end of each episode. But, we, you know... We do this for you guys. You know, wouldn't be here without y'all. You know, we love you guys. So, um, we just appreciate y'all. We do. And like Trey said, if you would like to contact us, if you'd like to tell us your favorite independent movie, if you have a project you're working on that you'd like us to do a shout out for, mm-hmm. if you Watch. want to give us any praise, any complaints, yeah. anything of that nature, if you just want to say anything to us, because we're just two dudes. Yeah. So we'll get back to you. You know, very soon as we can. You can look for us on Facebook at facebook.com slash toast2film. That's the number two. You can look for us on Twitter at film underscore toast. Or you can email us at bingingandbrewing at gmail.com. We're available thanks to anchor.fm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You hear anything else, just give us a shout out. But from Trey and I... We just want to, as Trey said, thank you for listening. Thank you, you know, for coming back. And we just want to wish you a good night and good viewing. Night, guys.